and we saw the Nefesh Achaim that the way he explains the connection between the Nefesh and the Ruach and the Neshama is the Nefesh is the part, so to speak, which is inside the person. The Ruach is like Ruach, which means a wind, which is, means something in transfer. And therefore he gives the marshal of a glass blower that in order to form shapes in the glass, which is in a melted state, so the glass blower has to blow air through a straw into the cavity of the glass that he's creating. And therefore the air which is already settled inside is called the nefesh. The word vayinafesh, it was at rest. The air in movement, when in this case still in the straw, would be the ruach, it's like the wind. Air in movement. And the air still in the mouth of a person blowing is called the neshima, which means the breath. And similarly in a person, says Nefeshachayim, that part of the chius, which has connected to his body, is settled there, is called the nefesh. The part which is active, moving, changing, is his ruach. And the part which is still kibiyachal in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mouth is called the nesham. So how does a person connect to his nesham? If the regular, at the second it leaves Hashem's mouth, it becomes the Ruach. So how do we person, how do we say a person has his Nisham? So really, if we look at it closely, we'll see an interesting thing. The Nevesh Chaim tells us that the Nisham isn't really inside the person. It's something which is above the person that a person can connect to. Let's explain this. We know that there are various levels of Ruchnius which are, so to speak, linked up to various parts of the body. Obviously, the connection between each of these levels and the corresponding part of the body is something very deep, something that Kabbalah discusses a lot, but suffice for our purposes just to see the comparison. And it says that the level called Chochmah and Bina are the two sides of the person's mind. The levels of chesed and gvura are the two arms, the teferis is the, the body, the netzach and the hoid are the two legs. So we compare levels, spirits if you want, levels of ruchnis to parts of the body. But the highest level is what's called the kesed. A kesed literally means a crown. And this is interesting because the, if a person is wearing a crown, it doesn't become part of his body. It's not the highest part of his body. The crown is something external to the body. It may sit above his head, but it's not a part of him. Which is surprising. If you're talking about a system of levels within a person, and you're looking what's the highest level in that system, then you're going to say the highest point of the body. Maybe it should be the top of his skull. Why do we call the highest level a kesser? A crown. A crown isn't a part of a person. And the answer is that that's exactly why we call it the Kesser. Because the Kesser isn't part of the person. It's the link, it's the connection to something which is above the person and therefore rests on the person. But it's not really a part of him. The system within the person starts from the second level, from the Chachma. The Kesser is the link in the chain which comes from a higher place and, so to speak, hovers above a person and connects him to a higher level. And therefore, the neshama of a person is like a kesser. 
Nisham of a person is like a Kesar because it's just above where the person's Ruach ends. It's the lowest point of that Nishama. The lowest point of Nishama. And that's the Nishama which resides above the person. There's another point here. Something fascinating to think about. It's a Zar which speaks about how the spiritual part of a person connects to his physical part. And the Zohar is really talking about the Mitzvah of Chalitza. The Mitzvah of Chalitza is the continuation of the Mitzvah of Yibum. Or maybe I should say the, the opposite of the Mitzvah of Yibum. And that is, we know that if a man dies, he leaves no children. So the Mitzvah of Yibum is that his wife should marry his brother. And the child they have will be a continuation of the dead first husband. Spiritually, what's the reason for the mitzvah? So we understand that a person dies and he's no offspring. He has no connection anymore to Ayla Mazel. His neshama, so to speak, has been detached from the shaykhs over here. So the idea of bringing down a neshama to continue, so to speak, the neshama of the father is mitzvah yibum. But we see us the second part, and that is just a brother doesn't want to marry his dead brother's wife and in the midst of Khalitza and the primary point of the midst of Khalitza is that in front of a basin she should remove his shoe and say he doesn't want to marry her and what's the point of removing his shoe? It sounds like a very strange procedure. What's it meant to accomplish? What's it meant to show? What's it meant to teach? So the Zahar explains why this is exactly the Oynish Midah connected Midah for the brother who didn't want to marry his brother's wife and bring down the Shama to this world. Why? Says the Zohar. Because the body of the person is like the shoe to the Nishama. Now let's explain what the Zohar means. If a per- you would ask somebody, tell me something. Are you inside your shoes? The answer is yes. His, his, part of his body is inside your shoe but a very minimal part of his body. The, only the very lowest part of his body is inside his shoe. The rest of it is above that. So it's true. The shoe clothes, so to speak, the body, houses the body, but that's just the end of the body, the foot of the body. The rest of the person is above his shoe. So yes, there's a connection between the ruchnius, the nefesh ruch neshama, which is in the person. It's housed in his body. But don't think for a second that the person's entire neshama is inside his body. What the body houses is merely the foot, so to speak, of that ruchni person. It's like a shoe. It is, in full, it is, so to speak, a home to the ruchni part of the person, but only to the very end of it. The connection to the, the ruchni, the spiritual, is much greater. The nisham is all above the all above the body. The part which enters the body is merely the lowest extreme. It's like the shoe. And therefore, somebody who doesn't want to provide a body in the form of the child for the nisham of the brother to come down, he's so to speak, removing that nisham from its shoe. And the muscle of the shoe is accurate.
Because the ability to walk in this world, to be involved in the world of action, needs a foot, needs a shoe. That's the shoe for the Nishama. And this world, the body. The idea that the son continues the nafshama of the father, it's interesting, the Gemara always says the expression, which literally means the son is the shoe of the father. He's continuing to walk in this world, he's continuing to be based here in the Ayla in the world of action, the world of the body. And that's where the nafshama can, so to speak, act, can accomplish. That's the interaction between the Nishama and the body. So that's the first point. The first point is that the Nishama Ba'atsim is a level above the person. And that is, if a person connects more to the Nishama, as we said, it's something which is just above a person's level, but it's something which a person can develop. And therefore, if a person becomes greater, he'll connect more to his Nishama. And what's the result of a person's connection with his neshama? What influence does the neshama have on the person? So we see that Rizal says that on that level of connection to the neshama, a person will understand much more depth in Torah. A person will have much more clarity in Torah. A person will never forget anything. But Amis, that's all part of the level of the neshama. That chedek of Torah, which is the portion of Torah of this person, it's all in his neshama. Let's explain something. We all know the famous Chazal. Chazal said in the Gemara Nil and the Flamen Amul Beis that before a baby is born, the nine months in pregnancy, he has a malach teaches him Kala Torah. The whole Torah is taught him. And it's only when he's born that the Torah gets forgotten from him. And the question is, and it's a famous question, what's the point of teaching him the whole Torah to forget? Why would he be taught the whole Torah if he's going to forget it? That's well known the question. And the answer is, and it's also a well known answer, that the Torah isn't forgotten. It's just suppressed. It's further deep in the, deeper down in the person. But if a person, so to speak, digs deep within themselves, they'll find it. That's how the answer is usually set over. It's not wrong, but it needs explanation. What does that mean? So here we have the explanation. The level of the person where the whole Torah is, is the level of his neshama. A person's neshama is up, is, has been taught the whole Torah. A person's neshama remembers the whole Torah, is clear on the whole Torah. But that's not the level of reality that a person lives with. At least not the level of reality a person begins with. It's only the growth of the person which brings him more closer to his neshama. And therefore, for most people, they never get to that level of clarity, of knowledge of Torah, because they haven't connected to the neshama. The more tenuous the link, the more weak the connection, the less clarity they'll have in Torah. When the baby is born, and therefore 
he comes down into his body and therefore he doesn't have that strong connection to his neshama anymore so he no longer has the whole Torah and it's the work of a lifetime to rebuild so to speak the link to the neshama because through rebuilding the connection to his neshama that's what's going to give him back that awareness and understanding and memory of Kala Tarakula. It's an amazing thing. We see there was a Tzkufa, there was a time period where people were Zechah to that. Where people knew the whole Torah, never forgot anything. And that was at Mamad Harsina. At Mamad Harsina, where the level the Kalatarakula achieved was they came, so to speak, that much more and closer. That's much more connected to their neshama when they got what we call luchas rishonis. Then that's the way it would have been. Everything was clear and everything was understood, and nothing was forgotten. And other all these levels of forgetfulness, of unclarity, of suffolk in Torah comes because of a lack of that connection to the neshama. And therefore, chayish chayish who nechshal on the chayta egel. And they lost that level. So then they went back to the situation they were before. Where we don't have the Luchas Rishonis. We don't have the clarity to turn. And that's what Chazal mean when they say, Kuchibrichu v'araisav Yisrael chadu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah and Kala Yisrael are one. On the level of the Neshama of the Kala Yisrael, which is in Hashem's mouth, like we said before, that's also where the Torah is. From his mouth is wisdom and understanding. It's in the same mouth. The same place where the neshama is, is the clarity of Torah. Is the entirety of Torah. And it is what needs, what's necessary for the person is the ability to connect to that neshama because, because that's what's going to bring him connection to that Torah as well. And therefore the question is, how does a person connect to that? How does a person grow, to, so to speak, to become closer to his neshama? And the reason why it has to be like that, we always explain the chain. And we explain that there's an each level connected to the next. The nefesh to the guf, the guf to the neshama, the neshama to HaKadosh Baruch Now, when all the links of the chain are connected to each other, the chain is strong. But when there's going to be a certain a certain force which pulls at each end of the chain, where will the chain disconnect? Where would it break? And the answer is wherever its weakest link is. So if you look at the chain within the person, where's the weakest link? And the side we have is that the link between Akadish Baruch and the Neshama will never break. That's the strongest link. That's the strongest link. If, if a person has done enough avarice or fallen enough in his level, it could be his ruach will detach from his neshama. It could be his nefesh will detach from his ruach. But the neshama will never detach from Hashem. And therefore, when a person grows and deserves it, he can connect more strongly to his neshama. If a person falls from his that high level, or doesn't deserve it. So then the connection to the Neshama gets weaker. 
But the neshama remains where the neshama always was. When we say in the bracha every morning, Everybody can say that. Because the neshama is always tar. What a person can do by being mutama himself, by doing wrong, is just to disconnect from that neshama. But the neshama remains tar. The Zara says something else. Nefesh Chaim brings it. The name for the neshama of a person is the name Elohim. That's where the Tzadam Elohim really resides. That Koyach which comes from Hashem is really situated in the neshama. And therefore says the Zara in the Pasuk, the man of Elohim. What kind of title is Isha Elohim? So the Zayah says the praise of Moshe was he was a man who had connected more fully to his Nishama. And since he connected more completely to his Nishama, Mimela, he was the Isha Elohim. A man who connected to the Elohim, to the Nishama. That was his Mela. And if that's the case, we understand that same expression at that same level, the Klai Yisrael collectively achieved by Matan Torah. The Pasuk discussing Matan Torah says, Ani Almighty Elohim Mati. I called you Elohim. B'nai Elyon Kulfim. In Klai Yisrael at that level of Matan Torah, they were also called Elohim. However, it didn't last. Like Adam fell from that level, so same thing, other people also fall from that level. Klayishal fell from that level after Matan Torah. And then, then they can also die. That's the side of the connection, the chain, so to speak, between the Nishama and the person. When he connects to it, so he connects to Hachlamus of Torah. Now the obvious question is, what does the person need to do to connect there? How does the person raise himself to that level? The answer is, the result says, are you there myself? A person's mice. Why? Why? Because it's only by raising his nefesh and his ruach that he, can, that he brings them closer to his nisham. And therefore, the person's maizim, how he acts, raises his nefesh. What he says raises his ruh. And that connects him to his neshama. And that's what Chazal said. There's two Mishnahs in Bidavis. The one is, Kol she maizav merubim echachmosah, chachmosah niskayemes. The person wants his chachma, the Torah knowledge, to remain, he has to have more maizim. That's connected to the nefesh. And the other one is, Kol she yirasah kodemes lechachmosah. If his yirash shemaim is more than his chachma, chachmosah niskayemes. The year is connected to the Ruch. The more a person elevates his nefesh and his Ruch to his Neshama, we may have more of a connection to his Neshama. And why does the connection to the Neshama have to come specifically through elevating the nefesh and the Ruch through the person's Maisim? So let's explain something we saw in this week's Pasha, Pasha Spinchas. It's a Chazal which Rashi brings and people are often surprised by. On the carbon I tell me the daily carbon brought twice a day in the base of Mikdash, the expression for the carbon is Eskarboni 
lachmi leishai. My carbon, which is lachmi, my food, which you bring, which is brought in the fire. The carbon is called Hashem's food. And the positive is another time. But the Kohenim kiss lechem lehem and makrivim. They bring the food of Hashem. And we find this a bit of a discordant strain. What does it mean Hashem's food? Hashem doesn't need to eat. Hashem doesn't need to eat. So why the Korban is called Hashem's food? And if you think about it enough, you understand that it's not we have an answer to the question, but the question is coming from a mistaken perspective. Let's first think about a person. We know that if a person doesn't eat for long enough, he'll die. A person needs to eat. And when a person eats, he remains alive. Life, as you said many times, is the connection between his body and his neshama, or his nefesh. And therefore, to keep body and soul together in the expression, to maintain life, a person needs to eat. But if we analyze it a little bit closer, let's think about it. Is the food coming to maintain the body or the neshama? Which one? To maintain the connection, we need food. But which one is it helping? And if we think about it, it's obvious. The neshama of a person is alive regardless. What a person needs is to keep the body attached to that neshama. And therefore, if food is something which sustains life, it's because it's sustaining the body and allowing it to remain attached to the neshama, not the other way around. We don't need to sustain the neshama with physical food. To maintain life means to keep the body alive. And therefore, when a person eats, it's to sustain his body. And if we understand that, then we understand that the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch and the world is similar to the relationship between the neshama and the body. The world needs life. And the koyach of life which comes down to the world is only when HaKadosh Baruch attaches to this world. Ka'ila, the Shekhinah coming down to this world is a dogma, is a marshal, is a comparative case to the neshama coming down to the body. You want to maintain the connection between the two of them, you need to provide food. Similarly, you want to maintain the connection between the Shekhinah and this world, you need to provide korbanis. That's what enables this world to connect to the Shekhinah. But it's not because the neshama needs the food. It's not that Hashem needs the food. It's the body which needs the food. It's the world which needs the food. The Kabbanas are the food, so to speak, that the Baruch wants in order that the world should maintain its connection to him. In order that way the world can receive its life. And it's the same thing over here. The way for a person to become more connected to the neshama, he doesn't need to change the neshama. He has to connect more to the neshama. The more a person elevates himself, the more a person is makadish himself, the more a person acts based on the Torah and the mitzvahs. So the the more he raises himself and makes himself more connected to that neshama, and the Mera has more of an effect on him. And the Mera has more of an effect on him. However, the less a person is on the level, the neshama remains where the neshama always was. It's still the place it was always connected. The difference only is, is that the person is less connected to that. And no matter, he doesn't feel the influence of the neshama. He doesn't have the koichas of nefer that the neshama gives. He doesn't have the, the Torah which is stored in the neshama. And when a person connects to his neshama, 
he raises himself and is more able to connect to that neshama, then we made it. That level of Torah becomes something he's aware of. Something which becomes a part of him. Because that's the link in the chain which needs to be strengthened. The link between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Neshama is one. It's a link which never breaks. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah and Klai Yisrael are one. But the link which can change and is the person's job to make stronger is the link between his Nefesh or his Ruach and his Neshama. And the stronger that link gets, the more effect the Neshama will have. It's always hovering above the person. It's the Keser. It's the crown which is above him. But it's something which he can connect to and therefore will become like a part of him. That's the Yisod you wanted to talk about today.